Hello, my loves. Um, this happy Sunday, if you're listening to this when this comes out, um, I just had this this line, our body is our greatest ally, drop in during a practice I was doing this morning. And, you know, just a little peek into my creative process is that a lot of times I will have a statement like this drop in and it feels like there's a certain like fullness to it, like ripeness that feels in my body like, oh, I need to write about this. I need to flesh this out. And sometimes it just all comes through all at once. Like I have the time, like there's a, there's a perfecta of like, you know, I have the time, I have the space. Um, and that, you know, what wants to come through is super clear and just kind of flows. And then other times, you know, the statement kind of ping pongs around in me for a while. Um, and I, or sometimes I'll write something and like, it's not quite it. And then I come back to it, but there is this way that it kind of starts a lot of times for me with like a statement or like, um, yeah, like a, like a sentence. And, um, this is just a good example of that particular process is like it came in this morning. I wrote it on my phone while the girls were playing around me. So like, also like, I don't get, you know, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people think they need like the perfect conditions to create. And I am definitely a example of someone who fits it in where I can, when I can. And I also can't force it. So, you know, when it's really clear and coming through, like it was today, um, I just, I do what I can while I can, like I laid on the couch while the girls played around me, you know, I stopped a bunch of times. Um, and sometimes, you know, that that's actually always pretty much the case with my writing is that I'm doing it in between momming <laughs> and other work. So anyway, this is called our body is our greatest ally. And the subheading is permission, weight, and our bodies as our home. We have been programmed to believe that our bodies are not to be trusted. We collectively believe our bodies are fickle, prone to break and get sick, full of unruly needs for food, rest, and sex. We collectively believe we need to default to someone else to tell us what is wrong with us and what we should do about it. If we are constantly exhausted, it couldn't possibly be as simple as we need rest. If we are constantly craving sugar, it couldn't possibly mean... <clears throat> that we aren't getting enough calories and our body is craving a quick shot of energy. One of the things I ask all my clients is, what does your body need to heal? In my experience, if we really tap in and move underneath the mental ideas of what it means to be healthy, everyone actually knows what they need to heal. They're just looking for some shortcut or workaround so they can avoid the subtle baby step, no silver silver bullets, lifestyle altering work that is actually required and they know is required. So they get another supplement they read about on Instagram. They go to another practitioner who tells them they just need this diet or this cleanse. Then their problems will be solved. They go to the doctor expecting to get some explanation that isn't as inconvenient as what they already know to be true. In my health journey as a teenager and young adult, I had the self-loathing trifecta of disordered eating, substance abuse, and obsessive exercising, obsessive exercising slash body abuse. Then as I got a little 
more health conscious and grew up a little bit. I got digestive issues, thyroid and adrenal burnout. I healed a bit via diet, learning about my physiology and implementing lifestyle changes. Then I had babies two in two years and gained around 80 pounds, give or take, and developed severe insomnia. Through all of this, I can track a desperation to find the answer that would explain and fix my conditions. At first, it was all about controlling my body and its needs so that I didn't have to feel anything. When that got entirely too painful, then it was about reaching some epitome of health, which is which also had to do with external ideals and aesthetics and, and superiority. The third phase of health issues, weight gain and insomnia, has been an oscillation between some desperation to feel normal, whatever that is, and trusting my body's path. The thing that reverberates truth through my life is, when I orient to my body as my greatest ally, I am less tempted by reactionary grasping to quick, quick fixes, overriding my knowing, and desperation for some external ideal of health. When I orient to my body as my greatest ally, I remember my innate value, as I am in the present moment. To stay with the innate value of a body that falls so far out of the ideal aesthetic and consistently lovingly feed, care for, and listen to it is truly a revolutionary act in our collective society. Some days, I honestly don't know where I've gotten the fortitude to stand so solidly against the narrative that fat bodies do not deserve the love and attention that thin bodies do. A huge part of it is I simply know my body is on my side. I know she is my ally. I know she would never have gained this weight or screamed at me via the inability to sleep if she didn't need that experience in some way, if there wasn't a massive amount of wisdom within the experience for me. I know I have to listen, and you cannot listen if you are deep in judgment. I know feeding her well is never going to not serve her. Some days, I definitely feel at a total loss as to why this excess fat hasn't dissolved. But I trust that if I continue to care for myself with the utmost reverence, that my body will regulate to the size she feels best at. And maybe that will be this size. I have to be okay with that too, although I don't believe that is that, that to be the case for me. As a woman who comes from a line of women very much plugged into the collective ideas that being fat is shameful, bad, disgusting, and entirely the last thing you would ever want to be, I can see that I may have gained the weight that my mother and her mother couldn't let themselves gain but needed to. It's representative of all the ways they didn't let themselves take up space, take up the space they needed to. I will allow myself to take up the space I need to with zero shame so my girls don't have to worry about the space they take up. I also know that our bodies are our karma. They're the very last aspect of our being to transform. They are the result of our decisions 10 or 20 years, maybe lifetimes ago. Our bodies are our subconscious. The level of rigidity and control required to hold a body in a shape and size that isn't true is insane. Literally like working against the flow of a huge rushing river. No wonder women are so badly depleted. We are all imbued with the idea that we must fight against our bodies. And this has to do with being, like when I say the level and rigidity and control required to hold a body in a shape and size, that could also be a bigger shape and size. That doesn't have to mean like a skinnier shape and size. I think there are... Lots, plenty of women who are 
you know, have, have bigger bodies that are, um, that are going against the current to keep those bodies big as well as women who are going against the current to keep their bodies smaller. So that's more of a, another, um, nuance that I'm not going to totally flesh out here, but I wanted to point that out. Our bodies want to be healthy. They want to be robust and dynamic and morph and shift with the phases of our lives. They want to be our ally. Acquiescing to our body's needs with reverence may result in a change in body composition because there has been so much contortion in the past. She must come out of all twists and self-inflected girdles. But if you keep listening, treating her with reverence and have a deep respect and trust for her guidance, you will not be led astray. I know my health journey and body story continues to be permission for so many others who also feel on shaky ground about what their bodies deserve. Our bodies deserve our continued gentleness, nourishment, devotion, trust, and deep love. They are our greatest ally. No matter where we go in this life, they go with us. They are our home. You can punish, starve, injure, bend, and deform them, and they will not leave you. Like a sweet, loyal dog, the soft animal of our body will stay even if you beat it. It will cower. It may not be okay, but it will stay. An example of unconditional love if I've ever seen one. No matter where you go, there she is, with you. You can't say that about any other human. If you want to feel safe, loved, and cared for, care for your body. If you can feel safe with her, you will feel safe in all places because she is there with you. Start to attune to your body by coming to home body practice. In home body, we offer our bodies loving self-touch and neutral appreciative attention. Next home body is Wednesday, February 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can send me a message to sign up. If you're ready to spend four days connecting to your body fully, totally meeting her needs, savor, the retreat is for you. This is March 19th through 22nd at Sage Lodge in Prey, Montana. And you can message me if you want to discuss the details. This is going to be an incredible reset to how we relate to our bodies and our needs and our nourishment. And I'm just so excited for what we are going to create together at Saver. So um, as always, I welcome discussion, questions, feedback, what landed for you, how this impacts you. Um, I get so many messages from you guys, and I am just always on the floor, on my knees, grateful for the way that you receive my work and my expression. It means the world. Okay, thank you.